Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. I'm joined today by my good friend, Nick Hand. Hello, Nick. Hey. Uh, he and I have been talking a lot lately about uh, how I handle certain things in my life. And I see he has a whole yellow pad full mm-hmm. of notes over there. Nick, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm turning <laughs> it over to you right now. Hope you got and the I'm whole gonna, day. I'm going to just let it all hang out today, okay? <laughs> you ask me whatever you want, okay? Okay, if I, if I have that right, then you I better a, be prepared. I was in a church service a few months ago. And we were in the last service of four or five different services. And I said, we're going to do something different today. I'm just going to let you ask questions. Uh-huh. And for an hour and a half, they just poured uh-huh. questions at me. And I answered them. And they said it was the best session of the whole week. It is. It <laughs> is. It just pulled things agree. out of me that I really didn't even know were inside me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've had a ringside seat to so many different things as it pertains to uh, spirituality. And not just that, but taking, you know, real human life and applying God's word to it. You know, we get a lot of questions and things, different topics come in. One that, that comes in without doubt, because I think we all experience it is about the topic of fear. Mm-hmm. How, how do you, how, how do you deal with fear? Can we, is it, is it okay to be a Christian and admit that you experience fear? Well, Nick, fear is real. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Fear is real, but you need to understand fear is a spirit. Mm. And the apostle Paul told Timothy, his young protege, who must have been a fearful young man, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but instead he's given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. That's what eradicates the fear. And people ask me, well, how do I get rid of fear? Well, everyone is fearful in some way. Mm. Everyone faces fear in their life. You face it, I face it. Everyone faces fear. I'm sure Jesus had moments when he could have been afraid too. Right. And certainly the disciples had moments when they were afraid. But you have, to, you have to speak to fear. What you say is so critically important. And when fear tries to come on me, I speak against it. I say, fear in the name of Jesus. You are a spirit. You cannot control my life. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but instead he's given me a spirit of power I have power over you, over love. I have love in my heart, power, love, and a sound mind. That Mm. means I'm not going to go crazy because of fear. I take authority over it in Jesus' name. I cast you out of my life, and I'm not going to have it. Yeah. Now you say, well, that's easy to say. Well, no, it's not easy to say. Not when you're in the middle of a fearful situation. But I've got to do it. And when I do it, fear goes. Now, I have, I personally, and I'll just try to, you know, play... What a, what a listener would be thinking. I've done that before, and I've also experienced when that's worked really well, and then I've experienced where it seems like, okay, that worked for about 10 minutes, and then I'm dealing with fear again. Is that normal? That's it, absolutely normal. I remember once um, we had a, a guy who contacted our ministry and said, I'm, I'm so fearful, I haven't been out of my house in several years. Uh, Lindsay's sitting over here on the side. You remember that, Lindsay? I'm, uh, several years, had not been out of his house. He said, I'm so fearful. And, and we, we began to pray over him. Mm. and pray over him. And I got him, I taught him the scripture and he began to pray the scripture. He began to quote it every day. And I remember when he, he called back to the Abundant Life prayer group and said, I went to the grocery store today. Mm. And the next day he went somewhere else and, and he overcame it. it. And it's something that you overcome every day yeah. because fear, it just keeps coming at you. It yeah. keeps coming at you. And I don't know that you'll ever, ever defeat it on a hundred percent level, but you can defeat it on a daily basis. So would you say that it's po- like, is it possible to have feelings of fear and not have a spirit of fear? Like if you, is it possible to feel fear, but I refuse that spirit? Of course. Fear tries to come at you every day. It comes at me as well. 
There are lots of things right now that, that come at me that, that would, if I gave into it, I, I could fall into, into, deep, uh, into deep fear, but I refuse to give into it in the authority of Jesus' name because God has not given me that. So I know it's from the devil. There's only two sources. Yeah. It's either from God or from Satan. And it's not, it's not going to be a part of my life. So, you know, why would you expect Satan to play nice? Right. He isn't going to play nice. You know, he's persistent. And that's, that's, that's what he does. But we have to be persistent in our faith and say, no devil, you can't have me. You can't have my family. You can't have my finances. You can't have me. I'm not going to entertain this fear. No, I will not be afraid. Uh, what, did, what did David say? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Mm. Yeah. That was a positive thing that he said, and it brought healing. You, you talk a lot about, you know, praying for your family as, as a leader in your home. Do you have, do you have a right to, to stand against fear for other family members as well? Absolutely. Now I, it, it certainly works better when they cooperate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, 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 if two shall agree, right. you know, but I, I can remember when our, when our children were little and, and yeah. uh, storms would come and, and fear would try to get them. And I, w- I would, I would say, I'm standing right here by your side. Fear, fear is not going to get you. I'm going to stay right by your side until they fell asleep. And, and, and sometimes you do that with your children and with your grandchildren, but, but fear must be attacked. Right. You can't just let it lie there dormant because it will, it will spread. Fear is like a cancer. It will spread. You've got, to, you've got to take authority over it and cut it off. Some people would say, you know, fear is just a part of life. You say you need to stand against it. In your perspective, why is fear so dangerous? Well, because it spreads. Hmm. There are, the doctors will tell you and scientists will tell you that mankind was born with two fears, only two. All the other fears learned. Fear of loud noises and fear of falling. Those are two fears that every person who's ever been born was born with. Mm-hmm. Every other fear is a learned fear. Mm. You know, children, children aren't afraid uh, when, when, when they're little. They, they, they uh, my goodness, they'll stick their finger in a light socket if you're not careful. Not, they, they, they don't know fear. Yeah. Fear is learned. And as you get older, you learn more about fear. But fear is something you have to take authority over. You have to command it to get out of your life. And that's what I've learned to do. Now, sometimes I do it better than other times. Yeah. But I'm making an effort every day that I'm not going to allow fear to control my life. So good. Let me jump tracks on you. Uh, the topic of of sleep, sweet sleep, seems maybe very practical. We live in the age of, you know, insomniacs, insomnia, people talking about the other, I mean, there's, you can go to the store and get medicines just to help you sleep. The Bible talks about in Proverbs how, God wants us to have sweet sleep. Is that even possible? Do you believe that sweet sleep is possible? And if so, how do you attain it? Some nights, yes. (laughs) Some nights, no. Uh, uh, With me personally, um, I try to clear my mind. Now, that's easier said than done. Uh, When I go to bed at night, I usually begin praying in tongues. And, And I do that in an effort to get my mind free from that which I have been involved in earlier in the day. And a lot of times I go to bed with something on my mind and I just can't get it off. Sometimes I'll begin to, I'll begin to sing 
in the bed, or I'll, I'll begin to pray in tongues and and ask the Lord to help calm my mind down. Mm-hmm. Those are things that I do on a regular basis. Now, now I'm going to be very bluntly honest with you. Sometimes it works better than other times. Yeah. Sometimes the other night, I, I I could not get something off my mind, and I lay there in bed for two or three hours before I finally fell asleep. I could not. I kept trying to work the thing out, and that's our. That's what we do as human beings. Yeah. But I'm striving. My goal is to have that sweet sleep. If Jesus said it, it's possible. Some nights I have it. Some nights I don't have it quite as much. But I'm striving towards sweet sleep, sweet sleep every night, and that's something that I have prayed over Lindsay. I prayed over our children, and I, I do it every night. Because I, I, even though our children are grown, I pray over them and, and anoint them by the Holy Spirit every night. I call them, and Lindsay and I lay hands on one another and pray before we go to bed. And, and I do my very best to have the sweet sleep that Jesus said we can have. Is a huge part of that for you, the, the letting go? A huge part of the give, just giving yes. whatever's plugging you to, to God? There are some things you just must not carry. Yeah. There's some things you just have to... Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay gave me the most terrific thought the other day. Uh, after we had a prayer session, uh, she said, Lord, you got mail. <laughs> That's good. I'm turning it over to you. Right. Now, it's easier said than done. Yeah, right. Because we want to take it back and we want to we want to try to process it. We want to try to correct it ourselves. But once we have done all we can do, once we have prayed every prayer we know to pray and we've done everything in the natural we know to do, we have to give it to God. Yeah. And that's what she was saying when she said, God, you've got mail. I'm mm. turning this over to you. Let's talk about uh, prosperity. Prosperity is one of the word, those words that everybody kind of has their own definition. Um, yet God talks about it a lot. Praise, you know, the, above all things, you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. For you, how do you, how are you at this stage in your life? How do you divide, define prosperity? Well, as you said, many people think of prosperity only as finances. Uh-huh. Well, certainly that's a part of it. But he, he wants you to prosper in every area of your life. Beloved, you just quoted it. Beloved, I wish above all things, 3 John 2, that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. He wants you to prosper in your spirit, in your health, in your finances, in your relationships, in your emotions, in every area, in your body, in every area of your life. God's will is for you to be well. Prospering is a successful journey on the road of life. Mm. And I believe in every bit of prosperity. There are people who say, well, I don't, I don't think God's prosperity is possible. Well, I disagree with that. Mm. I believe it is because I believe it's his will. He said so. There are some people who don't want you to talk about prosperity. But I think prosperity is so important because it's mentioned hundreds of times in the Bible. God wants you well in every area of your life. It's his greatest wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So I am very much for prosperity. I want to prosper in every area of my life. What was that definition you just gave? On the road of life? How did you de- define? define? I, I, I don't know Do what you remember I just how you said. said? <laughs> <laughs> successful journey. Thank you, Lindsay. Yeah, it's, a, uh, it's, it's a successful journey on the yeah, road of life. That's prosperity. what prosperity is. Successful and that journey. includes every area of your life. I forgot what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, that scripture, what is your take on that scripture? Prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. Personally, sometimes I've struggled with understanding that because there's times in my life where if I'm honest, I don't feel like my soul is necessarily prospering. I pray that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. What does that mean? How do those how do those things connect together? What? <laughs> it's what you what? <laughs> Give mama a mic. <laughs> I got I got the peanut gallery. Come yeah. here. Come here. Bring, bring the peanut Give gallery. Give mama a Lindsay, mic. Lindsay's sitting over here next to me 
And you made me stay in the room. <laughs> sit down right I here. was over here eating a pretzel. <laughs> sit right to sit down. Listen, this is an this is a interactive. This is inter, the way we love it. Yeah. This is the way we love it. You have to get close to this no, microphone. I'm good. I'm good. Are you kidding? I can be heard in another county. Um, the the Bible says successful journey on the road of life. That's true. And when things don't go perfect, it's because we're not robotic. I'm not a robot. And God did not create us as a robot. He created us as a I'm human I'm glad being. you're not a robot. I didn't marry a robot. <laughs> no, he created us as a human being with the ability to feel and think as a free, in my words, moral agent. We have the ability. Otherwise, God, you know, how would God say we give we give God glory if we're just pressing a button? Yeah. How would God say we accepted Jesus if we're just pressing a button? But the thing about faith, God has given to every person the measure of faith. If you're alive, you've got faith. You've got faith. Now, here's the interesting thing. He asked you to use it. He said the just shall live by faith. They'll live according to their faith. But he didn't leave you high and dry. He gave you the measure of faith by which to use. Then he qualified it, and he said, faith does come or increase or mature over hearing the word of God. So as we hear the word of God and we mature in our faith, we wouldn't need that if everything were perfect and tiptoe through the tulips and robotic and, and electronics, so to speak. But God's given us the word. That word increases our faith. And yes, everything isn't always peachy keen and rosy and tiptoe through the tulips. It's just not. So what happens during those times? You know, the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron. Sometimes Richard's stronger in one area than I am. Sometimes I'm stronger in another area than he is. So what do we do? We join forces together and we get to the word of God and we look at the word of God. We find an answer in the Bible and then we put our faith on that answer and then we go forward. Like you said, sometimes I don't feel. There's a perfect mm -hmm. word. You said, sometimes I don't feel. Let's say it again, feel. Mm -hmm. You see, 3 John 2 says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul. So you're saying faith's not a feeling. No, soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Right. Mm -hmm. So when your mind, will, and emotions are, you know, getting the best of you, to, so to speak, well, that's when you go to the Word of God in faith and, and begin to quote it. That's why the preaching of the Word is so important. You must hear the Word of God. You, you can't just live out there on an island and say, well, I've got faith. You've got to have the Word of God in your heart. You know, you may have fa fear over different things. Nick, you have a house full of young kids. Right. We have a house full of grown-up kids. So our needs are different. Our times are different. Our seasons of life are different. But it doesn't mean that we don't stop needing to exercise our faith. It's the weirdest thing that Richard and I have, let's just say apprehension. Of course, there's fear, apprehension, and then there's a spirit of fear, as right. you said. But we have different emotions almost across the board, almost 100%. And so something that I may be apprehensive or fearful of, I could dive bomb into fear so fast your head would spin. Richard will look at me and say, I don't get it. And so he's sometimes that way over other things. The important thing is it's not about how my emotions, my soul, my mind, will, and emotions feel. Because what does Psalm 23 say? He restores my soul. He wouldn't have to restore it if it wasn't broken, mm. if it didn't need fixing. You know, you restore an old house. You don't restore what's not broken. But he knew that there'd be things in our life that he, God, would have to restore. And isn't it funny, Psalm 23 just jumps right in there with our soul, our mind, right. our will, our emotions. My thinking can be so on point sometimes 
that I think, wow, I didn't think that the Lord did. And then there's other times my thinking takes such a quick dive bomb. I wonder how fast I tanked and how did I get there so quickly? So it's not about what I think and what I feel. It's about what God said. There have been so many times in our marriage when one of us was so filled with fear, but the other one was strong in that area, she said. And I can remember times when Lindsay was so fearful about something and I would come in and lay hands on her and begin to pray and suddenly that fear would begin to depart. And so many times when I was filled with fear and she would come to me and lay hands on me and pray over me and believe and that fear would go. That's why That's why two is better than one. That's that, why the, the, us together, working together like that uh, is so important. But the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And in the iron sharpens iron idea, think about this carefully, iron sharpening iron. That could also be fear, fear sharpening fear, worry sharpening worry, uh, doubt sharpening doubt, um, uh, discouragement sharpening discouragement. Yeah. And I always have I, I have a, a saying, you know, the company you keep. I even wrote a little book, yes. a tiny little book about the company. And it's a good keep. one. It's a pink book and it's tiny good. Tiny little pink book. <laughs> and if you want it, call the Abundant Life Prayer Group and and tell them, Lindsay said on the podcast, I can have it for free. It's the, uh, say it's the pink book. The, yeah, the, the company pink, you keep. The company you keep, 918-55, wait, that's my home phone. <laughs> Don't <laughs> do that one. 918 <laughs> 918-495-7777. I actually did that once on television. I gave our home phone number out. And oh, I was, gosh. Oh, I was answering prayer calls all night. hysterical. Three o'clock in the morning. It was so fun. But truth be told, um, I'm very, I, I try to guard the company that I keep. If I'm in fear and someone else is in fear, it seems like we just multiplied it. Yeah. But if I am in fear and I need to get out of it, it's so important that I do like call my kids or call Richard or they're calling me about something and we get into an atmosphere of faith. Iron sharpens iron. I believe faith sharpens faith. I believe fear sharpens fear. Be careful of the company that you keep. Yeah. Okay, now don't go away. Stay right here because you got yourself into <laughs> gotta this. Gotta finish my pretzel. <laughs> well, you may finish your pretzel after a while because Nick might have another question. I, have, I do. I actually oh, have one more close. question on that topic. So it's only for I, him. I pray no. that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Uh-huh. In accordance with that scripture, does does that mean that soul prosperity comes first? So it, if you look at the word "even as," it means a direct proportional relationship. Yeah, connected. It's connected, and it's not only connected. because you're one person. Think mm. about it tied intricately in a scale that is perfectly balanced. If prosper and be in health are tanking for me, check your soul, mm. check your mind, will, and emotions. Mm. If prosper and be in health are up there. Check your soul. Mm. My mind, my will, and my emotions, if they're thinking prosperity, it's supposed to be the guide to bring the other structures along. But if I am tanking in my soul, as a man thinketh in his own heart, with the heart man believes, as a man thinketh in his own heart, so is he. One translation says, so he becomes. If you're thinking negative, if you're thinking fear, and don't act like I'm not there, I've done it so many times. It's sort of like, you know, that I could write a book. I could write a book, but I don't want to stay there. So in the soul realm, as my mind thinks, whatever things are pure and lovely and of a good report, what did the Bible say? Think on these things. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are not in your mind, in your flesh, but they're mighty. How? Through the pulling down of strongholds, doing what? Casting down imaginations mm. and every high thought yeah. 
that has the nerve to exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into what? Captivity, every thought. My thinking can become my believing. My believing can become my actions. And as my soul, my mind, will, and emotions, my belief system is prospering, it'll, it'll guide the other stuff to come along. But if it's tanking, it will also, in my opinion, guide the other stuff to tank. Yeah. And when does that usually happen the most? Oftentimes it happens when you lay your head on the pillow yeah. at night. And that's why, as I was sharing earlier, that's why when I go to bed at night, I pray in tongues. I oftentimes will begin to sing uh, in, in, in the bed and, and, and get, get my mind on the things of God and turn those things that I have not been able to handle over to him. Yeah. Right. It is that old saying, what would Jesus do? And, and you know, turn your eyes upon Jesus. And it's all of that, but it's easier, so much right. easier to just get in the flesh and tank into fear. Yeah. But, but truth be told, I was listening to a dear, dear friend of ours. Uh, his, his name is Bill Winston. And Bill Winston said how he handled things. And he got to the point where he said, Jesus, you've got mail. Mm. I was at night in bed, could not sleep. I had a, a earphone in my ear, so I didn't disturb the whole household. And while I was listening to that, I was laughing so hard. And I got up and said, Richard, you got to hear this. Jesus, that's where you I got, got mail. From, yeah. And that's got where her. we got it. Yeah. Because when I email so something good. to somebody and I hit send, it's no longer my responsibility. But now, that does not mean that you don't do your part. After right. having done all, having done all the demands, stand, Stand therefore. I got no right to say, God, now this I'm giving this to you until I've done everything that I can do. Right. right. So we we in prayer and in the natural. Yeah. And a lot of things, like you said, a difference of just natural fear <clears throat> and a spirit of fear. When you get into a spiritual warfare, I don't believe you should fight that in the flesh. Right. That's the time to turn around and say, wait a minute, this is a spirit of fear, and you fight. How do you fight? How do you fight fire with fire? Yeah. How do you fight spiritual warfare with the spirit and the word of God? Hey, this is great. I don't have to give all the answers. I've got it. <laughs> I'm I got, done. I got my wife here with me. I love okay. this. Okay, I'll ask you one more because right, one more. It's all, all yours. Day. I did Okay, the so last here's one. here's here's the last one. We'll wrap up with the Bible. Wait a minute, don't calls us okay. more than conquerors, right? You're more than conqueror in Christ. Yet, if we're honest in life, there are times that we lose. How do you reconcile those two thoughts? I think it has to do with winning the battle. Hmm. When an army is at war, there are some battles that are lost, but there's a victory that comes at the end. Hmm. Yes, the Apostle Paul lost some battles, but he won the war. Hmm. And I also think that when you think about that, that's a spiritual revelation. Mm -hmm. It is a strong spiritual revelation. As more than a conqueror, Jesus conquered. That was his job. When I attach myself to him, when I do all things, Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. And if I am to be more than a conqueror, I have to do it his way. I have to attach right. myself. Uh, Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things, not in my own strength, because that would just be a joke. But it says I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. When I attach myself to the through Christ part of that scripture, I also can say I am more than a conqueror, even if it's a statement by faith. Right. I'm attaching myself to the conquering power, not like fisticuffs in a battle, but the conquering part of Christ who defeated death, hell, and the grave, who went the, the, to the cross, the Via Dolorosa, and he defeated the, the devil himself when he rose from the dead. I can attach myself 
to the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead to win those battles, even if they're not every little picky flesh battle. Right. I don't think I'll ever win every picky flesh battle. I'm not robotic. Yeah. But ultimately, I do believe I have a Bible right to claim what's rightfully mine, to declare my inheritance, to believe what God has for me, not to cheat the system, so to speak, and take somebody else's anointing or somebody else's work, but to do what God has called me to do. And I have to believe that when I do it, even though, like Richard said, yes, there's going to be battles. Yeah. But ultimately, I have Christ as my conqueror that I can attach myself. Well, that's because heaven looks at conquering differently than human beings look at conquering. Right. There are those who would say, well, Jesus lost. Right. He went to the cross. He died. No, his purpose was to come and die so that we might win. So he won, and by virtue of his winning over death, hell, and the grave, we win. Heaven looks at conquering differently than we humans do. That's good. Heaven looks at the long-term picture. picture. We have a tendency to look at the short term. We need to look at the long term. The greatest battle that I happen to believe in the natural of of anyone's life would be turning your life over to Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and becoming a Christian. And then, yes, a lot of stuff that happens on earth matters. Of course it does. But ultimately, to be able to know that heaven is my home, that makes me ultimately winning the battle. And and if we look at things from heaven's perspective, there are things that I used to worry about. I think, what was wrong with me? What was I thinking? (laughs) What How how silly and petty and... Okay, how ridiculous yeah, was that? Yeah, Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay. <laughs> then there are other times when I know I was right. No, I'm kidding. And, and, and I usually I usually hear about that too. <laughs> I will make a mental note of that. And when you think about that, ultimately, yeah, there's win and loss, good and bad, up right. and down, happy, sad. But ultimately, if we listen to Christ and we do the very best we can, not perfection, but excellence, you do the best you can, ultimately... Pardon me. We have a right to attach ourselves to Jesus. To me, that's winning. Hey, yeah. this is super. I love this, Nick. No, thanks. you're done. Goodbye. Thanks thank so you. much <laughs> for uh, for and also Lindsay. Thank you for coming and joining me. She's been sitting over here listening mm-hmm. to this podcast. You're and, in my kitchen, and she started started giving answers. I was like, come back, come here, girl. So come over good. here, girl. Come over here and, and, and get involved in this. But thank you, Lindsay, for coming over. And Nick, thank you for, for mm-hmm. asking these questions today. I pray, pray that it was a blessing to you. Lindsay, would you just pray over people before we close? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that people understand mm-hmm. that you ultimately are the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus, because you were the one that did the ultimate winning, the ultimate battle. But in the ultimate battle, when Jesus, you went to the cross, You went there for our healing, our wholeness, our salvation. Yes, you went there for our eternal life. But Lord God, Jesus went to the cross for our abundant life here on earth. So I pray for you. I pray for you physically, financially, emotionally, in your family, in your your finances, in your job, your relationships. I pray for the abundant life that Jesus gave us when he went to the cross to be a portion of your everyday life. In Jesus' name, be healed and whole. Amen, amen, And I agree with that prayer. I speak to the devil and command him in Jesus' name to take his hands off of you. I pray for healing, health, wholeness, strength, and the God kind of prosperity in every area of your life through faith in Jesus' name. I pray and I believe 
And I expect a miracle in your life in Jesus' name. Remember, if you need special prayer, the Abundant Life Program is ready to receive your call at 918-495-7777 or online richardroberts.org slash prayer. Also, if you've not yet downloaded the Healing Network app for our new Healing Network, just simply go to the app store and type in the Healing Network and it will give you an opportunity to download the app. You can do it in just a few seconds and get seven day a week, 24 hour a day Healing Network that's brand new on the internet right now. So God richly bless you and we'll see you next time right here on the Expect a Miracle podcast. We have just launched The Healing Network. It's all healing all the time. This new 24-hour network is your place for live healing prayer and anointed messages, as well as the classic and timeless sermons of Oral Roberts. And we have new original programs coming soon. Available online or on demand, just look for The Healing Network on your favorite app. For more information, go to richardroberts.org slash thehealingnetwork.